For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast, presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give me the Hogschuck! We're going to get right down to business today on the Give Me the Hogschuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Football recruiting is taking center stage. The early signing period for college football begins today. It's beginning as we speak, and it's going to continue through tomorrow and on into Friday as well. If you've been paying attention, There's been a flurry of activity over the last several days. Lots to pay attention to. Complicated by the portal, NIL. There's just a lot going on. And I got to admit, I'm still trying to make sense of it all. And that's why we've got Richard Davenport here today. And that's why we're just going to go right into it today. Richard, you read him in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. He's a busy man this time of year. We appreciate him carving out a little time for us today. Richard, first off, welcome and uh, I guess you're operating on very little sleep right now. Well, this time of the year, I mean, I think anybody involved in uh, recruiting, whether you're a reporter or obviously if you're a coaching staff, that's that's the case. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a typical, you know, signing day, uh, you know, leading uh, days leading up to it and with, uh, you know, potential drama and, and some uh, news of uh, maybe some decommits and, uh, additions to the class and stuff like that. So there's a lot of moving parts that could potentially, you know, happen in the last few days. I got a lot of questions, and I suspect some others do as too. As others do too. Before we get into some of that, though, let's let's do the very latest. What, what do we expect to happen today? Well, they they have 20 commitments as a uh, you know right now, and as, you know I'm expecting 19 of them to sign today. That's that's. From what I gather, obviously things can change. Uh, Shamar Easter, obviously, he visited uh, South Carolina over the weekend, where Dow Loggins is the OC now. They had a great relationship uh, during the recruiting process when Dow was at Arkansas. So 
that kind of uh, got him to visit South Carolina. He, he's now going to visit Arkansas January the 15th. He met with uh, Coach Turner, the new uh, tight ends coach, and uh, shortly after he was uh, hired. And uh, so he's able to, you know, get to know him a little bit face-to-face. But uh, I think uh, he's, he's uh, the good thing for Arkansas. He's allowing Arkansas to – to continue to uh, recruit him and uh, get to know Coach Turner a little bit more. And, uh, and that face-to-face uh, meeting January the 15th will go a long ways uh, as far as him making a decision. And he'll, uh, he'll, he'll make a decision after that and sign in February. Am I wrong that every time I hear about a decommit or a portal or a transfer, the first thought in my mind is, I wonder what kind of money's changing hands. Um, it just seems like, Everything you hear, whether it's a decommit with a high school kid or a, or a current player entering the portal or making a decision to go somewhere else, it, it seems like there's an air of suspicion among fans right now when they look at some of this stuff. Do you get that sense, and is it justified? You know, I, I think you'd be silly not to think that, that that's not uh, part of the situation. Uh, it could be uh, the driving force could be part of it could be part of, uh, you know, maybe like uh, with Dow Loggins going to South Carolina, the relationship that uh, a kid had uh, with an assistant coach, uh, uh, you know, really played a big factor in that kid making the decision. But I think any time right now you see any kind of movement, whether it's justified or not, you're going to you're, you're going to start to think was NIL involved. And there's no doubt there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of contact, uh, even when kids are on campus uh, at another campus by other other uh, coaching staffs. There's a, uh, just so many different things going as far as different angles with NIL that uh, they could be hearing. You could you could hear that uh, a particular kid's being told he can make more money at another school, and it, obviously with NIL involved. So I think you have it's just natural to start thinking that. You know, I, I, I think about the decommit that Arkansas had on the receiver. Um, that same day, if I'm not mistaken, he was a four-star quarterback from Ole Miss, um, decommitted to them. They both ended up going to Texas A&M. And I'm not picking on Texas A&M because, you know, there are other places that it seems like things like this happen too. But, you know, it is only natural, I would think, when you hear something like that to, you know, to wonder what's going on. And I just wonder, as as someone who covers this, someone who probably longs for the good old days when today was just about high school players and, you know, if they were going to go play for their state university, I just wonder if you think about all that stuff as, as, as you pick up the phone and talk to some of these guys and try to figure out, in some cases, what the backstory is to what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it's NIL and uh, the portal, everything's changed the, the, the whole process as far as the recruiting. And when you're talking, I'll be honest with you, I don't really talk to kids much about the NIL situation. Uh, that they, They're probably going to say, yeah, it may play into it, but it's not going to play a big role in it. But uh there may be behind the scenes, obviously, a much bigger uh, equation to, to the NIL as far as the, you know their decision making. But uh, I, I do think that uh, obviously things have changed uh, tremendously over the last few years, 
And uh, it's where it's going, I don't know. Obviously, I think you could tell that uh, there's a lot of coaches that are pretty frustrated by it. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know when it's going to be uh, maybe cleaned up a little bit. But even if the uh, rules are in place, I don't have much confidence in the NCA uh, enforcing those rules. They haven't done much enforcing over the last uh, 10, 15, real, 15 years or so, or really ever. Uh, they've hit some programs kind of hard here or there, but uh, uh, there's no consistency. So whatever whatever rules are put in place, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in them being enforced. How much has Arkansas had to – how much has Sam Pittman and his staff had to balance the transfer portal versus signing high school players? It's an issue it seems like pops up at a lot of places. I wonder how it affects high school players, but I also wonder how it has affected Arkansas's recruiting strategy. Well, uh, it definitely impacts high school players, especially the mid-level players that are, you know, maybe uh, – 10 years ago would be guys that uh, you would try to uh, sign and develop uh, and maybe see the field in two or three years. Uh, those guys, their their chances and opportunities have di- diminished. There's still a few getting those opportunities, but a lot of those guys are having to go to mid-majors or maybe even D- even D2. Uh, I hear that from so much from high school coaches, the kids, parents. I get that all the time, and I, I, I try to tell them, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to either walk on at that particular school that you, you, you wish to go to and try to earn a scholarship, or you're probably going to have to go down a level or, or go, uh, you know, mid-major or whatever. And uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's, that's obviously changed with the portal. Uh, I, think any, I think your base of uh, your football uh, team is, has to be with high school prospects. And uh, you get those, you usually have uh, two or three years of building relationships with those guys and you get to know them and they get to know you and you, and the culture that you're trying to build at that particular program. And those relationships go in a long ways once they even get on campus. And then you obviously try to fill in uh, maybe some of the areas at uh, spots that you, you need immediate help with, the, with the portal. So, you're balancing both of them at the same time, it, but with, with the uh, new rules as far as the portal and when you can enter and all that, uh, that that kind of you can kind of focus that focus on that near the end of the uh, year instead of maybe focusing on it uh, uh, all during the season and all that. Even though some guys do uh, uh, leave their teams early and, and say that their their intentions is is to get into the portal, but you can't talk to them technically until the portal is open and their names are in the portal. Arkansas has hired a new defensive coordinator this week, Travis Williams. I know people have focused on evaluation of current players and what kind of defense they're going to run. I mean, my thought's been um, his immediate job is recruiting. And I wonder, and I know it's short term, you know, in terms of, you know, since he's been here, I wonder what kind of effect – if there are players going to be involved, what do you think his hiring means from a recruiting perspective now? Not just down the road, but now. Yeah, well, I reached out to uh, to some people that know uh, Coach Williams, uh, one particular high school coach. He's had a lot of dealings with him in Georgia. And uh, everybody I've talked to just raved about him. I actually got a text from a parent uh, just recently from a high-profile kid who uh, he recruited at Central Florida who didn't go to central Florida, but went to a power five school and, uh, was, was 
just raving about him and uh, just had so much respect for him. And, and I, I just based on just a little bit of conversations I've had with several people and, and talked to, uh, uh, you know, parents and, and other kids uh, that maybe have had some dealings with Coach Williams. It's, it's very, very positive. He's, he's a guy that obviously has a lot of energy. He's a younger guy that can relate to the kids. And uh, he, he's also somebody that they feel like that they can trust he's going to be up front with. And I think that's, especially with the kids and parents, that, that's, that's huge. And I think that's uh, why you hear so many positive things uh, about him. And I, I, I agree with Coach Pittman. I think at the defensive coordinator position, offensive coordinator position, you know, maybe at Ohio State, Alabama, and those schools like that, you don't you don't necessarily need a strong recruiter at those two uh, positions. But at Arkansas, you do, and uh, I think uh, that hiring only time will tell how how effective he is at Arkansas as a recruiter. But based on just what I've heard uh, from from people just recently, I, I think he's going to have a, a a pretty big impact, and I think it, it definitely has the uh, ability to maybe up up the level of talent on the defense. It's really obvious that the time that Sam Pittman spent at Georgia had an effect on him, uh, and I think no more so than in the area of recruiting. I don't know if it's as simple as do it like Georgia does it, but you know, you, you follow the game not just here, but you know, you've got a working knowledge of how it operates in other places as well. As, as well. Have you seen evidence of that? I mean, do you think that, that, that you know, we're on track there that – you know, if you could do it like Georgia does it from a recruiting standpoint, he'd be pretty happy. Well, you know, one of the things he he said uh, when he first got to Arkansas, he, he said he felt like he was a good recruiter at Arkansas the first time around. Uh, but once he went to Georgia, he realized uh, recruiting was uh, it was recruiting on steroids. Recruiting on steroids is basically you you your communication with the kids, the families, uh, people that are important to that kid. You're, you're you're basically developing relationships with them. Other coaches and uh, are you know on the staff are also doing the same thing. At Arkansas, you have to try to outwork everybody else, uh, especially some of the top tier programs. So the the only way that you're going to be able to get kids on campus is is definitely be in touch with them on a, on a consistent basis and and develop those relationships and and not beyond beyond uh, football. It's got to be a, a lot uh, a lot of personal relationships as far as getting to know the kid and, and uh, you know, who, who's important in his life and, and what's important to him outside of football. Things like that go a long way with kids. But uh, I think that, you know, we're seeing early indications that uh, with Coach Pittman, when he was at Arkansas, he was, he was able to recruit some top-level offensive linemen that a lot of people in around the country, top-tier programs, wanted. And I think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. And I think uh, you're starting to see uh, – a little bit of that overall in, in all positions that Arkansas is recruiting. And I think right now what has to happen in order to, for Arkansas to get to that next level of uh, recruiting is uh, have some breakout seasons, win, win some 10, 11 games uh, maybe back-to-back. That's going to be very difficult. you know. Uh, historically, it says Arkansas probably won't be able to do that, but if you can at least get close to that or uh, hit that, that number of wins, that kind of gives you gives the kids a lot of confidence about the program and what direction it's going. Because after last year, the last season, kids were started start saying, "Hey, they're they're going in the right direction. They're going in the right direction. I think they're going to, you know, maybe get to that next level." 
And obviously six and six probably kind of dampered that a little bit, but uh, that that's another that's the next piece of the puzzle for Arkansas to get to where they want to be to start winning and, and win fairly big. Everybody wants to know what the recruiting rankings are going to look like at the end because that's how we keep score in recruiting season. Uh, when all this shakes out, and I know there's another full signing period to go after the first of the year, but where do you think Arkansas is going to stack up when all this settles? A lot of it obviously depends on what some of the other schools uh, in front of them and behind, uh, behind them, how they finish and how Arkansas finishes. Uh, but uh, right now it appears that they have a, a, a you know, a, a chance to maybe being inside the top 20 and uh, definitely inside the top 25. And, uh, you know, with the portal, obviously some, some services include that. And if Arkansas finishes strong with the portal – uh, they have three commitments right now. They had John Morgan uh, uh, the third from Pitt, uh, defensive end, in for an official visit over the weekend. I think Arkansas is in good shape with him. I expect that they will uh, host some kids January the 4th through the 8th. That's the next window for transfers to visit that uh, want to enroll in January. So if they can uh, grab a few more of those guys uh, that they're, that they're uh, probably going to bring in, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to think it would be anywhere from uh, 25 to, to 18 class, something like that nationally. How many schools in the SEC you figure are going to be in the top 25 when all this settles out? Uh, without looking at the uh, totals or looking at the schools just uh, over the last day or two, uh, I would probably say you're probably going to look at about seven or eight. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, you gotta you got to get after it in this league, man. I mean, you know it better than anybody. Richard, you're great to uh, carve out some time for us today. I know it's a busy time. It's going to be a busy time for the next couple of days, and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. All right, Chuck. Take care. You heard it here first. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Full pig suey. You hear? Man, it's a whole different ball game out there right now. I'm still not certain that I've figured out everything that's going on, but I feel like maybe I've got a little bit better grasp on it now that we've talked to Richard. We appreciate joining us again. The signing period, the early signing period runs today, tomorrow, and Friday. So there's going to be a lot going on between now and Christmas. It is the season of giving, and that's what I want to talk about today as we visit about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. And I want to tell you what they did a few years back. They had an idea because they wanted to help Arkansas Children's Northwest. They had an idea that they would donate, and they would do this along with participating agents, they would donate money to Arkansas Children's Northwest out of the closing costs from each deal they made, and they would make that donation in the name of the client. Well, it kind of caught on. A lot of agents participated, and here we are a few years later, and they've donated almost a quarter million dollars to Arkansas Children's Northwest. So the reason I bring that up is not only are you dealing with a trained real estate professional, not only are you dealing with someone who can negotiate and get you from contract to close, you're also dealing with people right here in your community, right here in our own back. So uh, that's important to them, and I wanted you to know that they do that at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. There's another one in Springdale. They've got an office in Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They've recently opened an office in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town, and you can log on to WeikerGriffin.com.
You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. There's basketball tonight at Bud Walton Arena. Final game at home of the calendar year. Arkansas opens conference play one week from tonight in Baton Rouge, Louisiana against LSU. But first, they're going to play UNC Asheville tonight. Asheville gets up and down the floor. Musk says this may be a different type game than what we've seen. They do like to play fast, and when you look at some of their scores, 98 against Central Florida, that's a really good team and a program we really respect. 94 in the second game of the year, and then of late, 90-122 and 94. This is a team that likes to score the basketball. They like to get out and run. We got to have great transition defense, and, and obviously we like to run as well, so... Transition defense will, will be a, will be a big part of this game. It's going to be a later start tonight, eight o'clock. It'll be televised by the SEC Network, and of course, as always, you can follow it along the Razorback Sports Network on the radio with the courtside show beginning at seven thirty tonight. I want to remind you, we're also brought to you in part today by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app, Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. You got the Razorbacks, you got college basketball, you got bowl games going on. And if you're going to be as smart as you can be before you make that wager, you really need to download the Bet Saracen app. Now, I know there are Vegas odds, but I also know you got to be in Vegas to bet them legally. And I also know that there are state laws within Arkansas that prohibit a lot of these national sports betting apps from operating within our state. So that means the Bet Saracen app is the place to go for the latest info. And you can download the Bet Saracen app, and when you get there, they've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready, and uh, you'll be set for all the action. There is a bowl game today, not one of the major bowls, New Orleans Bowl. Now, New Orleans is a pretty good trip. Kentucky and South Alabama will play. South Alabama is a four-point favorite, according to the Bet Saracen app. There's a better bowl game on tomorrow night. The Armed Forces Bowl will pit Air Force against Baylor. Air Force has won nine games. They're 9-3, and three, Baylor 6-6, six and six, and yet, and yet, the Bet Saracen app has the Bears by four. So uh, check the latest odds, check the latest lines. That's the bowl outlook for today and tomorrow, and you can get the very latest on the Bet Saracen app. Razorback women lost for the first time yesterday out in that tournament in San Diego, and uh, they'll try to uh, get back in the winner's circle a little bit later today. All right, I know you got a lot going on this week with Christmas. you got to get that shopping done, got to get everything ready to go. Basketball game tonight, again, a later start. 8 o'clock is when they'll tip it off at Bud Walton Arena. We're going to be back here on Friday, a very special Christmas edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Hope you'll make plans to be here then. Until Friday, thanks for listening. Gimme an H. Gimme an O. Gimme a G. Gimme an F. What's that spell? Gimme the Hogs Chuck. <laughs> This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.